Hi, and welcome to Now Your Grandma's Attic, the podcast where we look at strange media we have unearthed. I am your co-host, Caleb. And I'm your co-host, Caleb. Yeah, we, re- we remembered to do it this time. Um, and today we are talking about uh, a movie, once again, uh, but this time it's a movie called A Missionary Man. And this is the episode is also different in a other way where we have actually both seen this movie. We actually just finished watching it ten minutes ago um, because we felt it would be better to experience this movie together. And uh, well, it was thrilling. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you wanna you wanna give your your quick thoughts. Um, I'm. I was so enthralled with this movie the whole time and laughing so much the whole time I forgot to eat my Cheez-Its. And now I can't eat them because we're recording. So I only got like two or three in before we started. I'm kind of sad. <laughs> um, I think I asked you this earlier, but have you ever seen a Neil Breen movie? Yes. Well, I haven't seen one, but I have watched YouTube videos about them. Okay. Have you ever seen his second movie? Um, I'm going to look it up real quick. The one where he's Jesus, but it was like computer Jesus. Yeah. So I've seen that movie in its entirety. And every time we see our boy, our main character and director and writer, Dolph, I get like massive I am here now vibes. (laughs) Yeah. So this movie is directed and starred by the man, the myth, the med- legend, Dolph Lundgren, who um, honestly really shows off his directing and acting skills in this movie by having all his dialogue be basically just him nodding or saying yes to things. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, he is, um, I will be referring to him going forward only as ripoff Schwartz. Yeah, he's a ripoff Arnold Schwarzenegger. Even and, though, let's see, Arnold's from. We determined he was from Aus- Austria, and yeah. um, our boy Dolphin. Where was he from? He was from like, Sweden. Switzerland or something. Sweden. So, okay, Sweden. I'm yeah. an uneducated American. I don't know the difference. He does manage to not have an accent, unlike um, Schwarzenegger. However, it's because um, he only says a couple words. That's <laughs> true. It's true. <laughs> he literally, and every time he does, it's like. It's like he's trying to not have an accent <laughs> because, you know, like, okay, we'll get into this, but like, he's obviously supposed to have a military background mm-hmm. and I, I mean, you can come from Sweden or whatever and, you know, be in the U.S. military, but I don't feel like that's a super common thing, but yeah. So he, yeah, in this movie, he is a military, he is in the military kind of, they kind of don't really go into that. Like... Because there's this character in a movie in the beginning who dies off screen, and um, he goes to his funeral. Our, our boy Dolph, and yeah, we gotta set the scene, man. <laughs> and uh, and later they're like, uh, they're like, were were you in his unit? And he's like, you could say that, and which is very weird. And that's all they go into it about. So. I would like to set the scene okay, <laughs> for how we meet our boy Dolph. <laughs> and you're going to have to cut this out because I'm about to, I just lost the script. I lost, I didn't, uh, let's see, script for. Oh, were you uh, writing finish. a script the whole time? No, uh, the script for Missionary Man. I uh, wanted it up and I accidentally closed up my tab. Okay. So 
Here's the synopsis. A lone biker rides into town in the aftermath of the death of his good friend, JJ. (laughs) Once there, Ryder discovers that his friend didn't die, but was murdered by a local businessman who would let nothing stand in the way of his plans to build a state-of-the-art casino on Indian reservation land. On a mission of justice, Ryder confronts and defeats Reno and his men in a tour-de-force showdown where the one, Ryder, vanquishes the many. (laughs) Thanks for letting... (laughs) Thanks for yeah. Oh God, wonderful. And another yes. thing, like that, the bad guy's whole motivation is that he wants to build this casino, and they never really do a good job of explaining why the casino would be a bad idea. Like obviously, the bad guy himself is bad, but like that's, that's much more for this plot than they like. Um, th- there's a scene in the beginning where they literally explain all the benefits that building the casino would offer like jobs and an income for the Indian reservation that they're on. Cause that's where this movie takes place. And, uh, and then they're like, but there are several negative aspects as well, but then they just never say what those are <laughs> ever. <laughs> and that's the driving force of this whole movie is to prevent a casino from being built, even though it seems like it would help the people who the live community. on this reservation. Yeah. Well, I I mean, there's several things here. So the one thing that I do appreciate about this movie is that, like, it does in some ways represent, like, a lot of the struggles that Native Americans on reservations have. And, like, I looked up some numbers while we were watching the movie, cause, or some dates, actually. Oh, my God. I want my computer work. I just <laughs> want it to click. I'll use them. Oh no. Oh no. Nothing will work. Oh my goodness. Okay. So where is that? God damn, I lost all my articles. <laughs> I'm struggling, bro. Okay. So this is an article from the Atlantic. And I think it's I don't know how well known it is that like there's a huge issue with crime on reservations. And a lot of it has to do with um how I think it was in the 70 and yeah, in 78 um, strip tribes of the right to arrest and prosecute non-Indians who commit crimes on Indian land, which also this is a, what year is this article from? I feel like it's been like not PC to say Indian for like to say Indian for a while. And this is from 2013, but anyway, um, um, if both victim and perpetrator are non-Indian, a county or state officer must take the arrest. If the perpetrator perpetrator is non-Indian and the victim an unenrolled member, so an unenrolled uh, member of the tribe, but you have to be at least one-eighth Native American to be. Only a federally certified agent has that right. Um, if the opposite is true, a tribal officer can make the arrest, but the case still goes to federal court. So, like, there's, like, a huge problem like on Indian or sorry on Native American reservations where they can't prosecute people for crimes and in this um, article they actually talk about a specific rape of the 16 year old girl that the tribe could not like do anything about basically because the police didn't like they have their own police but their police couldn't do anything about it because the state didn't want to get involved and that's like a huge problem with like Native girls going missing and all kinds of crazy drug and stuff. So I do appreciate that this movie kind of highlights that. Um, yeah. However, I feel like it does it in a really terrible way. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. Why did I get on this tangent? What were we talking about? Oh, the casino. So yeah, yeah I feel like 
I feel like a lot of Native Americans, like from the research I've done, and I didn't, this was only an hour and a half movie, so I was only able to do so much research <laughs> while we were watching this because I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, but like a lot of Native American tribes, from what I've read, please correct me if I'm wrong, like embrace casinos and embrace that as like a way to have economic, um, what's the word? Stability. To, yeah, economic stability because you know, back in the 1800s, fucking Andrew Jackson sent him off to like the worst land available. Yeah. And then as it went on in like the 70s and the 90s and um, it was 1855 when they broke the, um, what's it called? The It was like some sort of uh, treaty that um, the U.S. had with the Native Americans. Anyway, <laughs> all of this rant is to say this just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. So... The plot of the movie is that building casino bad, not building casino. And I think their their um substitution for the casino was an online gambling thing, which then they were like, this has all the benefits of bringing in revenue and having jobs, which I don't know how people would have jobs with an online casino unless they were going to train all their townspeople to code. <laughs> um, well, you have to have people to maintain it and stuff, but yeah, it's definitely not as many jobs, especially when you're talking about a place where there is such like poor education and the infrastructure isn't there for mm -hmm. people. Like, you need those types of jobs so that people can work, and you know, yeah, what am I talking about? But I think I, I this is just my opinion. I think we should start um, at the beginning and go through this because everything we probably just said is very confusing. <laughs> Unless you had a better way that you wanted to um, kind of structure this. I mean, I, 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 we're kind of free-balling it. I think it's turning out all right. Yeah. All right. So our opening scene, we got some shitty basic music. Sorry. I, I read who um, wrote the music for this earlier. I'm sorry if you're actually really good at writing music. but um, And here comes our boy. I doubt they'll listen to... Um, I doubt they listen to this podcast. I doubt anyone so listens to this to podcast. Apologize. <laughs> um, so here comes our boy, fucking dolphin. He's coming in on his on his motorcycle. He's got his like bomber jacket on, and he's got his his weird sunglasses. Um, very tall, obviously Swedish man with um blonde hair. And he, he and the most chiseled jawline, extremely ever. chiseled, and he is ripped. <laughs> and our boy, our boy pulls up to um, this, what's it called, bar. <laughs> he pulls up to a yeah. Bar. What are those things? He pulls up to the bar. He goes in, and as Caleb pointed out to me, we were watching this. He said, "And if you're wondering, yes, <laughs> the shitty filters over the whole movie." <laughs> yeah okay so the entire movie has this god awful like grayed out filter that makes the whole movie look like a shitty music video from a for a new metal band <laughs> from 2002 and it's like it just looks awful and grainy and you can't if there if any any scene in this movie happens indoors you can't see anything you just have to kind of guess what's happening no 100 <laughs> Yeah, so like you just said, we're, we're, we go in this bar and you can't see shit because apparently no lights are on and then they also 
turned everything even darker with their shitty filter and our very ba- like the standard looking barkeep comes up and says what's your poison <laughs> <laughs> and our boy says tequila but he doesn't say like that he says everything like what tequila, <laughs> tequila. no lime yes. no salt coming right up yeah <laughs> and this is the and only he, thing we see him ingest for the whole movie. I don't think he. Well, he drinks a lot more tequila. No, no, you're right. Yeah, he, he, and he does eat dinner in one scene. I'm wrong, but that's the only thing we yeah, ever see him yeah. drink. But his whole shtick is tequila and the Bible. He that's okay. So that's the reason why this movie is called Missionary Man is because this man serves one person. He's a he's a free agent except for one person, God. Because <laughs> this he will read the Bible and then kick your ass is kind of his thing. So yeah, uh, he downs he put while the man's making his shot of tequila, he pulls out his little Bible, and um, then he hands him he pours the tequila, hands it to him, and he's like. He, he, you know, he downs it in one, in in the only way you can take a shot. And our barkeep says, "Man, I never saw anyone drink tequila like that." And I still re and oh, oh fucked it up. Man, I never <laughs> saw anyone drink tequila like that and still read the Bible. It's the it's exactly the kind of medicine this town needs. <laughs> what a way to open it. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I, I, I want it like that barkeep was just so amazed by someone drinking tequila and reading the Bible. I don't understand how those two things equate to the medicine that this town needs. <laughs> like, well, because he's a loner, tough guy. Okay, he's emotionally stunted from the war, so he drinks tequila, but it's okay that he does that and kills people and is a vigilante because he also reads the Bible. That's my, that's what yeah. I say. To be fair to Dolph, he does not kill anybody until the last like 10 minutes of the movie. This is true. Oh yeah. By the way, spoilers. <laughs> also, I just want to say, I highly recommend watching this movie. It was a fucking trip. Um, but anyway, so we kind of, um, so we he comes out of the bar and there's all these dudes and they're beating up some kid on the ground and all the fucking townspeople are just watching him like, well, ding dang, <laughs> they is gonna yeah and not they're not just like kicking him and punching him he's like on the ground and they all have baseball bats and they are just fucking wailing on him like th- like in real life he would probably be dead. But in this movie, he only has a couple things and scratches. But they are beating the shit out of him in bats. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they beat the shit out of him. Our our boy Dolphin, he swoops in and saves the day. He just beats the shit out of them with their own baseball bats, right? Doesn't he just mm-hmm. take one and, and beat then? Them the, up? <laughs> yeah, he takes a bat, beats them up. But don't forget the scene. Where somebody tries to run away and he slow mo throws the bat <laughs> and it like hits him in the ankles and makes him fall down. Like the whole scene is in slow motion. He just throws the bat and the bat slow mo's through the air and then slow mo hits the guy in the ankles and he slow mo falls to the ground. So this is our introduction to several important characters. One is our boy Billy Bob. I think his name's actually just Billy, but I'm gonna call him Billy Bob. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I, he, they call him Billy and also the kid, so I think he's supposed to be Billy the kid. So, Billy know? the kid. He, um, yeah. He's the town's cokehead. And um, I, I think I should also clarify as we go into this. Um, it is written, like I said earlier, that it's written and directed by Dolph. And he said when he was making this movie that he had always dreamed of making a Western. And so he started making this movie, but he didn't have the budget to make an actual Western set. So they just decided to film it as a modern Western. And he said that he was going to have a motorcycle instead of a horse. And that's <laughs> uh, another thing about this movie. So Billy the Kid is like a drugged up uh, uh, Native American guy with a uh, Hispanic accent for some reason. And um, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't even say he has a Hispanic accent. He just. It, I feel like at he, the beginning it's very Hispanic. See, I thought he was just trying to sound very street or something, but I don't know. It sounded like he was trying to act tougher than he actually was, but I don't know. That's just my opinion. I've only seen it once. You've seen it twice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's Billy. He is. Um, he is what we would call the. Um, the only person pushing along the plot. <laughs> he causes everything. <laughs> because he's so fucking stupid, he manages to cause everything that happens in this movie to Well, happen. that's not true. He's He is a victim of this shitty situation that's been created. He probably wouldn't be on drugs if all of the history before hadn't happened with you know white people being shitty, and then they got the fucking mob in their town, which leads us into... Um, the I I don't know any of the names of the sidekicks, but basically they're the four the four sidekicks of the bad guy. And to kind of do you want do you want to describe our boy Reno? Okay, so Reno is the big bad guy. He's like this car salesman sleaze bag who runs this town. You know, he's got all the money and the power, and he wants to you know build the casino. And then he's got his henchmen. He's got this this um fucking dipshit guy who just kind of follows him around and does everything he does he's got a black guy if i remember correctly he's 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 a darker skinned dude and then he's got uh guys who appear later we'll, we'll talk about those guys later <laughs> all right yeah and it's and then a whole other gang i forgot about like and then a whole other like gang of henchmen that get beat yeah, up and then reno is the one that wants the um casino and he wants it because it seems like he's some sort of, he's like part of the mob or something it's kind of hard to tell he's part of some sort mm -hmm. of gang or mob or something bad guys criminals but anyway so our boy our boy dolphin he heads up to the funeral he's here to see for his bff jj and it's pretty obvious that jj was in the military they got all his military shit out and like they're all dressed up in a um what is it that they call it when they have the um like parade not parade oh god damn it um funeral no not funeral you know when they have like the um i know what the word is i'm just stupid <laughs> um when they like they're all in military dress and they um like have the guns and they hold the flags it has a specific the, word the, color guard the salute, color guard like the yeah they uh, got those out there and you know everyone's crying everybody's sad um we see our first glimpse of our um i wouldn't say she's lead female she's just kind of she was basically she is 
um, what she's sister of JJ and her two kids. Um, I don't know. I'm going to call them Junior and Belinda because I don't remember her name. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the girl's name either. Um, but yeah, we have sister of Belinda, Junior, who's the only name I remember. And then um, the girl. The, Bethesda. That, Bethesda. That, uh, and we learned from this that Bethesda is very upset about JJ's death. and But son is angry. He is angry. And that is only emotion 16-year-old son has. And then, um, so he rolls up and he goes up to JJ's um, sister and is like, my condolences. And then she starts crying and then he just kind of stands there and he's like, I'm just going to read from the Bible now. So he just reads from the Bible and then everyone leaves and they head back to, what is it, like the funeral reception? I didn't know they even, <laughs> yeah. I don't, what is it called uh, when like, you all just hang out and party after someone's funeral? <laughs> My favorite part of the, him reading the Bible during that too is that it's basically the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. <laughs> like, um, he's just like, yeah, the dude died. That sucks. God took him away. Oh, I got to read that line where he's like, he seats them with princes and has them inherit yeah. the throne of Andor. <laughs> yeah. I love how he talks. It's so stupid. Um, yeah, so it basically just cuts after him reading the Bible, and then he shows up at the freaking funeral reception, and sister lady's like, yo, that was real nice of you to do that. And then they're like, how did you know JJ? And they're like, did you know him from from the war? And he's like, maybe. Um, and so then, um, what's his name? Our boy Reno shows up. And he's basically like, don't beat up my boys, but in a more like, and then yeah. he was, he's pretty rapey. I can, I can read all that he has here. Well, I heard about your little adventure in town there, trying to keep them druggy kid out, help that druggy kid out, can't read. I got to tell you, it's no offense, but you're wasting your time. Ain't much of your business. Anyway, you need anything? You let me know. All right. You said you were from up North. Is that right? Boy, boy, he's talking to you. And then he beats the shit out of his little henchman. And then, um, this is the time for mourning, not fighting. Oh, yeah. And then he gets all rapey on the sister lady. Yeah. Which is just a bummer. And then they leave. Oh, yeah. And he offers, this is where we learn that he owns the car dealership in town. We should also add, so this is a little bit weird. And I wasn't able to get, well, I wasn't able to get a super, like, straight up um answer on this because we don't know what state this is and we don't know what tribe this is or what reservation it's texas it's, it's texas, texas. It, yeah it okay is texas. So i didn't know that so i don't know what reservations are in texas and i don't know um if reservations are different for these things but i basically got a lot of conflicting and answers about if non-native americans can live on reservations um for the most part it seems like no um, unless you like work for, yeah, there's like very specific regulations. Um, but also the, I think it was, um, I meant, might've mentioned it earlier that in 1855, the, the U S government broke their treaty with the native Americans and they started parceling, like parsing out land to white people. So it's kind of complicated basically, but you definitely can't be part. So this is one thing that the movie definitely got right is that, um, if you are not Native American 
or at least one eighth Native American, you cannot be like on the tribal committee committee. And so that's um, what we see like later when they're in that meeting. And yeah, well, I mean, later it's like literally the next scene. That's true. <laughs> Wait. Hey, I'm the one that's got the script pulled up. <laughs> I can tell you. I got, let's see, Neil Breen movies and close out of that tab. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wikipedia, we can close out of that now. <laughs> All these important tabs I have open. Um... Yeah, well, no, he he um he checks into the hotel first, and he meets um. Oh yeah, he meets the blonde lady. He meets blonde lady who's trying to fuck him. He gets a room, and then the two um, and then I think we cut away or something like that, and it's um, the 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 uh, what's it called? It's the bad guy Reno, and he's like, "What happened back there?" And they're like, "It won't happen again, boss." And he's like. Where is he at? We need to tell him how it is. And then they go into his hotel room and like, um, this is when our boy uh, Rip Off Arnie or Swartz, Rip Off Swartz. Isn't that when he's in a towel? <laughs> and they just yeah, sleep in his room. So they kind of, they're like, it's actually the sheriff and his deputy who are in his hotel oh, room. I misunderstood. Um, okay. I don't know if you no. noticed that. But they're like, they're just he's like get in the bathroom get like after a shower or something and the sheriff and his deputy are just chilling outside the entire time just waiting for him to come out and then old Dolph comes out in just a towel you know all steamy there's literally like steam and water rolling off his body as he walks out of the shower and like the sheriff and his deputy are there and they're like hey the funeral's over pal why don't you get the fuck out of this town and then Dolph's like, I don't think I'm going to stick around a little while longer. It's very dramatic. See, I was wrong. I had it mixed up because I thought that it was the bad guys in his room. But it turns out that scene happens. And then there's the scene where the two guys are like, boss, boss, it won't happen again. And then he like starts yeah. like trying to fuck one of his sluts in, the, um, in his office, in his car dealership office. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was his blonde. Yeah, was it his blonde slut or his brunette? Slut? It was the it was the brunette okay. one where she's like, where where she like he, he he's in his on his at his desk talking to his henchman and then his henchman leave and then she's like, why don't you come over here and ride me, cowboy? And no, then no, 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 no. He's no. like, <laughs> come on, Reno, come over here and ride me like the cowboy. I know you are. Oh, I'm here, okay. darling. Wow, that's so different. I'm here, darling. I'm gonna saddle you up like a quarter horse, shaved just like I like it. You taste like a peach. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh my goodness! Also, yeah, he gets that hotel for seven days, so he knows he's here to fuck up some shit. Yeah, that bartender, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and he got a deal on it. Yeah, too. that bartender. Um. He made he he really made an impression. He was like, "You're just what this town needs: tequila and bubble, <laughs> tequila and Jesus." <laughs> For a week, was he there the whole week? I, I, the timeline of this movie is kind of short. Well, okay, because like it seems like a lot of shit happens that first day, and then like after that, it's just kind of up in the air. Well, it seems like 
it seems like all that happens in one day and then the next day is when they go out there and like grandpa goes to talk to the girl and she's like i know that jj didn't drown okay reno killed him and i think that's the next day i want to say because that's when the council meeting is yeah and then right after that's the the council the tribal council and um We've kind of already explained everything. That yeah, the tribal there. council is basically like the the council says we we're gonna we we're gonna postpone it, but we didn't, and um, we can either do. But they basically just turned down the casino idea, right? Yeah. Well, everyone is on board except for this one guy who is a friend of JJ's, and he's like, "My veto still counts, so I say we're not gonna build this casino." And everyone kind of goes like. Oh, like everyone's real sad. They're like, we we're gonna build the casino, but then like JJ's family is all like, like the, 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 the woman, like JJ's sister, and then the two kids, and then one of the council members like walks over to Reno, who's hiding in the corner, and he's like, "Man, I can't believe this bullshit." And Reno's like, "Don't worry, I'll take care of it." Oh, oh my goodness! And do you remember which one it is that turns it down? Or he's not important. He, he's not important. That's the only scene in the movie he's in. He's there to say, I don't believe the casino should be built. And then he's never in the movie again. <laughs> he's only there to veto the casino. Yeah. And then I think later that night, he's eating dinner at the hotel. And our hotel lady goes... Well, she sits down with him while he's like knocking down shots of tequila. And she's like... Um. Well, I don't know how to say this, but you don't look like a mean old biker. And he says, "Now, why is that? <laughs> like a fucking robot?" <laughs> For starters, you wear funny-looking reading glasses, and you read the Bible and drink tequila. And just the way you talk and treat people, I heard about that fight this morning. That's a really nice thing you did. <laughs> I love how many people just come up to him and said, "It's really nice that you beat up those bad guys. That was really cool of you." Yeah, and then he punches a guy that was getting all rapey. I think it's one of his, uh, one of Reno's henchmen, trying to get all rapey with the blonde lady. Yeah. Let's see. She she goes through a lot in this movie. All she wants to do is get out of this town with Dolph and go start a new life somewhere else. And he turns her down. He shits on her basically. Cause she's like, she's like, I know it's none of my business. And then she, and you know, and she like touches his shoulder, and then he's like. So, so like, forget about it. Or he says something like, so leave me alone. So, I don't want to be prying, like, but... And then he says, then don't. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right yeah. to the point. And it's like, damn, dude. We just learned that she's not his type. Yeah, basically. He's not into it. And then I think at the same time, Reno's talking with um, the sheriff. And the sheriff's like, yeah, stop killing people. I ain't here for it. And Reno's like... I'm going to get done what I need to get done, but why didn't you get them to approve that casino? And the sheriff's like, I'll keep working. That wasn't the sheriff. That's not the sheriff. sheriff. That was the, uh, no, that's the fat guy from the council. Oh shit. You're right. I get them all confused. I was wondering why the sheriff got so skinny in the middle of that. (laughs) So basically the council is in Reno's pocket, except for one guy. You know what? I wonder if you know that one guy that got shot that, um, you know, later, you're going to have to be more okay, specific. Okay, 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 listen. You know that point later, they've got Billy in the back of the car, and um, the sheriff's loading some guy up into an ambulance. I wonder if that was that council yeah. member. 
Maybe. Maybe, it's hard maybe. To tell. <laughs> it's hard to tell because there's a lot of things that happen in this movie and there's just no explanation for it at all. Like, they just, things just kind of happen and then the movie just carries on. And it's like, what, what? <laughs> what, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, basically, JJ's dead. Um, and then Grandpa's talking with the kids. And he was talking about um, being sent off to, like, the residential schools where um, they used to, like, try to, what what would be the word, um, like, whitenize? Oppress. Oppress, yeah. Uh, they white, tried to, whitewash. yeah, whitewash. That's the word. Not whitenize. White. <laughs> white. It's a word now. <laughs> it's going to be in a toothpaste commercial soon. Don't worry. <sighs> they better give me some fucking money for that shit. I just came up with it. <laughs> whitenize your teeth by putting bleach on gargle with bleach um please don't do that but like he's talking about that which this is supposed to take place in 2000 so it was created in what 2007 so that seems about right so if grandpa's like 60 or 70 then that would have put him a- about the right time when they were doing that in the 1900s yeah. so that's good and he talks about um which I looked up because I was I was questioning whether they got any of this right, and they actually did. They were talking about um, the where is it at the four directions of the medicine wheel, which was very interesting. And I read a whole Wikipedia article about it while we were watching that movie. It was very interesting. But they actually did get some stuff about like um, I. I don't know what Native American culture this is supposed to be, <laughs> but it, the medicine wheel seems to be something that's pretty prevalent in a lot of them out in the... Well, actually, let's see. Where's the one I was reading? I keep clicking off of tabs and they keep going away. Come on, you're an IT major. You can do this. I can do this. I believe in myself. I'm not even an IT major anymore. I graduated. <laughs> Um, yeah, this website I'm looking at is pretty, like, it's a .gov website, but it's pretty, like, it just talks about Native Americans. It doesn't talk about specific tribes, so I may be completely wrong, but it seems mm-hmm. like they're pretty, it, it is involved in se- at least several different of their cultures. So, that was nice. Um, is this the part where he comes reads the Bible to him? Let me look, I got the script pulled up. There's two scenes where it's kind of like that but no there's it's a scene where the native american guy kind of just talks to the kids about his culture and then later in the movie um because remember billy is found when he got shot and so they kind of like uh and then that kid runs up and he's like mom mom come quick while he's like giving the kids a bible study and I see here where he was like, and I was waiting for this to come into play where he's like, in our culture, four is a sacred number because everything grows in fours, the seed, the branches, mm-hmm. the fruit, and the leaves. And I was like, I was waiting for four to come into play. And the only thing I can think of is at the end is that only four of the townspeople die. Can you think of anywhere else that four? See, that's, that's thinking about it way more okay. than I did. <laughs> I did not. I did not think about anything in this movie. <laughs> okay, so yeah, maybe I was reading into it too much. Well, I was waiting for that to come into play because they took a whole scene to talk about it. But I don't know. So, and but um, I think 
after that, we go to the scene where there's like a drug deal going on. No, the next scene is actually the girl at the convenience store with her brother. Uh, oh yeah and the um the trash can scene yes indeed yeah that's too important to skip over the trash can scene yeah um so the girl uh esmeralda or whatever she you can tell i've seen notre dame recently (laughs) sorry belinda she goes up to the shopkeeper and she was like so you saw JJ right before he died, and the guy was like, "Yeah," and she's like, "So he bought a case of beer," and he's like, "Yeah," and she's like, "And he's like, yeah," and she's like, "You know JJ didn't drink, but you know who does? Yeah, I don't- Reno drinks beer. <laughs> Reno drinks beer. It, it doesn't really explain why she's being so insanely like angry towards the clerk because she. It seems to be implying that she thinks that he killed him. No, like, see, I took that more as like she's angry at." like the situation because she feels powerless because she's just a teenage girl in this like crazy and i feel like you kind of see it in the next scene that we're about to talk about where she's like trying to fight back the bad guys but like she can't so she's angry about her uncle who was like a father to her dying but there's like nothing that she can Mm -hmm. do about it and that's why she's like acting out and acting all angry but while the son internalizes all the anger she's more um outward about it and tries to do something about it and it seemed like she was almost trying to investigate in some ways hmm. that's just my take i've you i've only seen it once though <laughs> so i don't know like i said you thought about this movie a lot more than <laughs> i did i just kind of watched it and accepted everything that was going on well like and i mean and you kind of see it like later too where like the kids are supposed to be in hiding and she's the one that runs away and like is like i'm gonna go help uh rip off arnold like i'm gonna go help him i don't know because she wants to do something about it but she's powerless you know even though she ends up not doing anything. With yeah, that. she does nothing. I feel like they really set her up to like have an arc where she becomes empowered and she never gets that. <laughs> she just yeah, she shows up at the end and is just sad. <laughs> yeah, she gets to wa- watch all our, our boy ride away into the sunset and that's it. But we're skipping too far ahead. So like she like, she comes out of the store and they're trying to they're beating up her brother and she's like, Don't do that and they're like get all rapey with her. And they pull a knife, yeah. and then there's the one guy that's like, "No, guys, this is wrong." And they're like, blah, 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 blah. and then um, our boy shows up, and I, I feel like you should describe the fight scene. I won't describe it properly. Okay, so Dolph pulls up on his motorcycle just in time. We, like it doesn't really explain why he's always at the right place at the right time to beat up the bad guys, except for one time, which we'll talk about. Um, but uh. He rolls up on these guys and they're like holding a knife to this girl and they're like starting to take her clothes off, which is pretty weird. This movie has a, a strange obsession with rapey scenes. Um, they happen more than once. And then um, he he picks up a trash can lid and just goes to town on these guys with a trash can lid, like just beating the ever loving shit out of them. And then after all is said and done. He, like, just walks over to the girl and is like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. And then all the bad guys just get up off the ground, get in their car, and leave. <laughs> the, the cars that he, um... the- no, he... No, he doesn't do that in this scene. I was thinking when he blows them out with the shotgun, no. but... 
No, that's that's the next fight scene, I think. And then they ride back to the house um, where they offer him dinner and they eat. Um, let's see. Let's see. Well, I can probably skip over a lot that happens. Well, um, no, but the table scene is important because it's character building. This is where <laughs> I know we're 40 minutes in. I know you hate me. No, it's fine. Don't worry. There'll be lots of screaming of mine. You can cut out and shorten the runtime. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we get to the part um, where they offer him dinner and they're sitting there. And I feel like this scene is important because this is the only real buildup we get to uh, the fucking scene, <laughs> which I, I, you can cut that off. <laughs> you don't want to get up. But this is the mom slash sister becoming more attracted to him because she's like, you seem like a good person. Wait, are you talking about the when they're walking around in the forest after the dinner? Oh, did or, I skip over that whole part? I may have just completely missed that during my research time. I might have thought it was too boring. Because, like, because, like, well, um... Oh, no, this is mostly just... Most of this is just exposition. It's grandfather saying that he was... Uh, my grandfather was born a free Indian before the reservations, before the Civil War. Oh, you're still talking about the dinner yeah, scene. Yeah, I'm still okay. on the dinner scene. I thought you were talking about the scene at right after that where he's like walking around in the woods with the girl for some reason oh yeah <laughs> well yeah and that's also character building because that's like that's really the only character that the mom gets because she tells her daughter like don't be mad you can't be mad about reno it's not gonna bring jj back and she's like we have to do something and the mom's like we can't do anything like all she really all she really does in this is kind of stand around and look pretty and be like, I want to fuck, fuck our boy, Dolphin. And I mean, she's also trying to take care of the kids and stuff, but you don't really see that. Yeah. It's like you're searching for something. Yeah, they're doing like a whole in-depth thing on him. That's a little bit boring. We don't really learn anything about our boy Dolphin. Let's see. Um, Other than his family is his, his friends, his faith, and his bike. Don't forget about that line. Oh, what was that? The uh, the scene where the girl is like, don't you have a family? And he's like, my family is my friends, my faith, and my bike. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the one where he's like, let's see, what is she, she says. She was talking about how she's angry about JJ dying and how she doesn't understand it. Further proving my theory. <laughs> I miss him a lot. It's so unfair. I don't understand it. Sometimes things, and then he says, sometimes things are better left alone, not understood. And then she said, that's easy for you to say. You just beat up anyone you want. Don't you have a girlfriend? <laughs> and he says, white deer is a wise old man. <laughs> Talking about the grandfather. Yeah, because <laughs> she, 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 she asks him that, and then he looks out into the woods and sees white deer standing there watching them, and he's like, you should go see your grandfather. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was a very awkward scene. And I'm like, what is going on? What is being implied by this? All right. And then our next scene is um, the one with the Hispanic guys. Yeah. 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 Um, where they, there's like a drug deal going on. Um, and they, they're, they're talking in Spanish or as our subtitles said, 
speaking in foreign language. Um, <laughs> if I'd paid better attention in my two semesters of high school Spanish, I could have told you what they were saying. I did catch a coma. I also, I did also take two semesters of high school Spanish, but Google Translate passed those classes for me, so I don't know any See, you Spanish. Took two, you took two semesters of homeschool <laughs> Spanish. I, took, I actually sat in a classroom for two semesters and didn't learn jack shit. <laughs> But, At least um, you have an excuse. <laughs> but yeah, and also, you, this, know, the, you go ahead. Hmm. Uh, I was going to say, these guys are um, doing their drug deal. Everything seems to be going well. Then our boy Reno just comes out of nowhere and decides that he's going to, you know, shoot the place up. They don't really explain why he's there or what his motivation is for fucking up this drug deal um, at all. And it turns out that him doing this is really bad. Like later, they explained that he was like, oh, this was really stupid of you to do. So you don't really know why he was there in the first place. It didn't really seem to involve him. But then uh, as this goes down, um, our boy from at the beginning of the movie, Billy, is also there apparently. And he gets caught in the crossfire and runs away. And now um, Reno's trying to hunt him down because he's a witness to a murder. Well, see, uh, like, and- I imagine that he, like, I think that's the whole point. I'm here to overanalyze this movie. And from what I can gather from my one watching is, I think, like, Reno's whole deal is that he is, like, greed get to him. Like, before he was, like, a smart criminal, but his greed has gotten to the point that he's just trying to kill everybody or whatever. And, you know, mm-hmm. and that was, he wanted the money and he wanted the drugs because he's, like doing all this bad shit and like what's his name um billy at the beginning they talk about him owing them two grand so i think he i think yeah. billy was buying drugs from them i think that's the implication i might be wrong i don't know i don't do drugs well no he said okay so later in the movie when you know after he gets shot and he runs and hides and then he makes his way back to dolph and the um the lady you know he says I was there at the drug deal. I was hoping I could get a hit or something like that. So I think he was hoping he could pick up some scraps from the drug deal. Yeah, I thought, I think and that was he, what it was. Cause and then he and then he got caught in the crossfire of the drug deal going bad. No, I meant, I thought, I think he owes Dolph money. I think Dolph has the, he's, Dolph is getting these no, drugs. Do- he owes Dolph 2K. No, no not, not Dolph, Dolph not shit. Dolph, uh, <laughs> he Reno. owes Reno 2K. I think it's for drugs. Is what I meant. Not yeah, the not does, the Hispanic but, guys. No, yeah, he does owe, owe Reno that money, but I don't think him being there was because of that. No, no. What I'm saying was is that I think Reno was there to get the drugs and the money because he was getting too greedy and he killed those people. Um, and then they already know about Billy because he owes them the two K, and then he witnessed the crime. Yeah, that's why they want to kill him. But, like, I think that was Reno's motivation for coming up on those guys, even though it seemed like none of his business because he wanted their money and drugs. Mm Because I think he's dealing drugs to the town, which is also something that's keeping them beat down. If, like, which we don't see a lot of evidence that a lot of them are on drugs. And we only really see actually Billy on drugs. But, (laughs) I mean, that could be another thing adding to the poverty in the area. Anyway, that that wasn't important. (laughs) I just wanted to say it. Sorry. No, it's fine. Um, and then he... Let me think. What, yeah. the, what happens next? It's... Uh, Let's see. You got it, boss. Uh, Big Nun on the Black River. It's Saturday Oh, yeah, night. yeah, yeah. They do like a... They do like a... They try to hunt Billy down, and then they don't find him. 
and then uh, they're like, oh, we got to kill him. And then, you know, we pan over to the next scene. Yeah, basically, they're like, we need to kill him. And then he talks to the lady too much. And they're basically like, um, no more killing. Got to be more careful. Um, the casino deal. Oh, maybe we skipped ahead too much on that casino thing. Let's see. Da, 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 da. And he's basically like my effective my my um my methods are effective every time. And he basically says that he wants all of JJ's family dead, so mom and two kids, and he wants Billy dead, and he wants uh, Dolphin dead. Yeah, he wants them all dead because they're getting in the way of his casino. All right, and then the next scene is the one where they're with the kids. And he reads them the Bible verse. Yes. Okay. So, like, uh, what's his white deer is out there um, telling him about his his old life, his Indi- his uh, Native American ways again. And then Dolph just kind of rolls up, and he's there, and he's like, "Hey, this is my Bible. I'm going to read you the Bible now." And so he starts telling all these kids about the Bible. Um, and then um. And then uh, the the angry son comes running across the way. He's like, "Mom, mom, come quick!" Because the 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 lady is there too. I don't know her name. I just call her the lady. They don't. I don't think they ever say her name once the entire movie. Oh, sh- you mean um, <laughs> uh, you mean the sister lady? Yeah, the sister. She lady. introduces herself at the beginning, but fuck if I know her name. That that that's it. That's the only time her name is mentioned is at the beginning. Um. Really, the only person whose name is said more than once is Billy and Reno. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's why I know their names. <laughs> the only reason we know the grandpa's name is, is because freaking um. Oh no, actually, they do. They do introduce all of the family members at the beginning. I was thinking the first time that we heard the grandpa's name was from um, Dolph, but it's not. She introduces. Yeah, they do. Inter- yeah, and they say his name more than once as well. So that's why those are the only three characters whose names we know. Um, but uh, uh, they come running and Billy's all fucked up and they go to take care of him. And then uh, Reno's boys roll up at the area to like come finish off Billy. and um, Which ensues in a wacky fight scene where Dolph... Wait, wait, wait. wait. We, gotta read, st- we gotta read what he says first. Uh, yeah. So he's like... <laughs> I can't help you. Do you want to call the sheriff? And they're like, no, we want to deal with this. Um, we want to deal with this ourselves. And he's like, I can't help you. And then he's like, what are you going to do now? preacher?" Or he's like, so the main bad guy or the main henchman guy is like, we're going to do this whether you want it or not. What are you going to do now, preacher man? And then he says, well, I'm going to ask you to beg the good Lord's forgiveness. And not before I take this knee. He points at his knee. And break that nose. And he says, and you know what? And the guy's like, what? There ain't nothing you can do about it. (laughs) (laughs) And then he does that. He breaks his nose with his knee. So uh, Dolph is not a liar. He does. And then he makes them uh, take off their pants and run away with their pants around their ankles. Yeah. He beats the shit out of them with a shotgun. Um, he he doesn't shoot them with the shotgun. He just uses the shotgun as a melee weapon, and then <laughs> he he says, 
pull your pants down and they all pull their pants down and then he makes them run away. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. And that's around the time they send off the kids and grandpa in the boat. And then we roll up on, um, the sheriff taking a dead person or a shot person away in an ambulance. And then, um, then both Reno and his guys and uh, Dolph and his gang, his gang of, I was going to say children and women, but the children are gone. It's just a woman and Billy now. <laughs> they roll up and they're like, I got a, I got a whatever to pick with you. I got, what's it called? God, what's that idiom? A bone yeah. to pick. <laughs> I got a bone to pick with you. And I'll take you back to my... And like right in the front of the, right in front of the sheriff, they're like, "I'll take you back to my bar, and we can talk about it." <laughs> yeah, and so Reno and Dolph go to a bar together, and there's multiple multiple scenes in this movie where they could have just shot and killed Dolph at any second and had the problem rid of. Like there's multiple scenes where dudes just have guns and they could have shot Dolph, but they did not. Including this scene where. Reno's like, hey, man, uh, you know, you got three options. I kill you, you leave, or you join me. And I was like, and, and watching this, I'm like, just just kill him. Like, Reno has never shown any hesitation killing anyone before. And it's clear that this man will not leave you alone. So just fucking kill him. Oh, oh and, and uh, he says, <laughs> can I read Dolph's what he says back to you? Yeah, yeah. First, you're a rep. rep- uh, first, your reputation is bad. It's always going to be bad, no matter who works for you. Second, I don't like people that take advantage of others for power and money. <laughs> this one is a. This scene is very. Um, this is very Neil Brainy to me. The way he's like, I don't like you. I don't like that you take advantage of others for power and money. And then he's like, and third, I don't like you, Reno. <laughs> <laughs> they says thanks for the drink and then like you said he beats the shit out of him and not before okay so Dolph shoots guns in this movie and only a couple times does he shoot them at people because in this scene they pull their guns on Dolph and Dolph either takes a gun from someone or shoots his own gun I don't remember no, he takes a shotgun um, from one of them that was with the um the car the like the earlier scene though wasn't it because he uses a pistol in this scene. Oh, I think you're right. Because, you know, he's like, thanks for the drink. He turns around and then the guy goes for him. He breaks the dude's arm, takes his gun. Oh, and you're right. Shooting. You're right. He he breaks the dude's arm in slow motion. Don't forget oh, that. Forget. Like the guy reaches out and then the camera goes to slow motion and he breaks his arm in slow motion. Anyway, Dolph starts shooting this gun. Everybody in the bar runs for cover. Like they're all hiding. And Dolph is still shooting, but he's like doing things like shooting the wall, shooting bottles on the wall, shooting the TV, shooting everyone, everything but the people. It's very interesting. I think you just wanted to see what it would look like if he shot things. You know, when you're a kid and you're like, I wonder what it would look like if I shot this. I never thought that it as a just- child, but I was very afraid of guns. So, <laughs> well, I was a very weird kid. We'll Did I ever tell you I almost got shot one time? No, you've never told me. Yeah, when this. I was a kid, my um my dad and my brother were practicing shooting out in the yard. Um and I was just there and one of the bullets like 
grazed by my leg. Like it hit my clothes and grazed by me and it freaked me out so much. I dislike guns to this day. <laughs> wow. Um, That's not important. But. When I... When I was in, when I was high school age, I can't, I can't say when I was in high school, I have to say when I was high school <laughs> age, um, I was part of this like high school guys Bible study and um, we had a camping trip one time where we were going to camp out with your old boss, your, your favorite Don't guy. Don't drop him. And, um, I won't have to edit it out. There's again. this kid, I'm not going to say his name this time. <laughs> Add out his name just in case he ever listens to this podcast. <laughs> I need good but, um, references, okay? <laughs> but, um, so anyway, we were going to camp out, and then the next morning, everyone brought their guns so that they could, you know, shoot them. And there was this one kid who was obsessed with communist Russia, and he had a, a rifle that was used by, um, <laughs> The USSR during World War II called the Mazengan or something like that. He brought it on the camping trip. He brought it on the camping trip. This rifle was a complete piece of shit because it wasn't made to last. It was manufactured for wartime and it was made to be shot once or twice before it was dropped on the ground by a dead soldier. Wait, and like, (laughs) wait, they just let him bring it with? Yes, yes, they did. It did. It fuck? did. He did have ammunition for it. He he had already had multiple problems with this rifle. He shot a hole through the trailer he lived in with it before because he put it on his bed and it fired without pulling the trigger. God damn it. <laughs> and um he so he brought it to this camping trip and you know, he goes to shoot it. Everyone is standing like way far back. He pulls the trigger, nothing happens. And he just kind of stares at it confused and he holds it kind of lopsided and goes, huh, that's weird. And then it fires and shoots out of his arms and onto the floor. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> yeah. How old was he? God, how old was he? He was like 16 or 17, probably. God damn, they just let him carry a gun around? <laughs> all the kids there were carrying guns, dude. Like, they all brought their own guns to shoot. Dude, I hate gun culture in the U.S. <laughs> Guns spook me way too much. <laughs> but oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's one of those guns. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's not cool to own, but like that's some shit that you put up on the wall and it's like a conversation piece. That's not shit you should be shooting or have loaded. Yeah. This kid was really fucking weird though. Like he I have many stories about him. There was one time another time we went camping. And he, like, refused to use a stick to cook his marshmallows and instead just held the marshmallows over the fire with his bare hands. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say he put um, it on the, or, on the bayonet of his gun. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, it did have a bayonet, actually. Of course it did. <laughs> but, um, and then he, uh, there was another time when we were at a church trip to Tennessee and we were up in, like, this cabin in the mountains. And he fucking, like... He it was back when the Samsung Galaxy Three was a new phone. Oh Jesus Christ! You're and he yourself. he had one, he had one, and he he decided a good way to test out its strength would be to throw it off the porch or the balcony of this um this cabin and watched as it bounced off, like fell down the side of the mountain, and then he went down, got it back, and said, and it still worked, and he said, "I'm gonna do it again," and he fucking threw it off again. 
And this time it hit a rock and like exploded into a million pieces. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. He was a very strange kid. Yeah, well... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Often we wonder, how did you turn out so normal, Caleb? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, we were talking about Missionary Man. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So he walks out of the bar. He shoots up everything. Shoots the chandelier down. Shoots all the liquor bottles. Shoots the TV down. And he walks out. And then Reno's like, "Well, now I'm gonna fucking shoot him." Then Reno gets out his gun, follows him out, and he, you know, Dolph's about to get on his bike and's about to get shot or whatever. And the sheriff is in the middle of the fucking road where apparently everyone is for all these scenes. <laughs> yeah. And he um, he's just like. Reno, put your gun down. And he's like, what do you think you're doing? And he's like, put the gun down or I'll put you down. So Reno puts down the gun and Reno says, let's go find a little Indian boy to scout. Which must I say is a very problematic thing to say. I don't think I need to say that. but um, Don't you hate when your bad guys are problematic? Don't you hate when your bad guys both racist and a sexist and a drug dealer and a mobster and a and a car dealer what a fucking jerk (laughs) (laughs) all right and then sheriff and Dolph talk for a little bit and um the sheriff's like no i got reno on me too and he's like yep and then he drives off oh oh and then we're getting into the third act when we just see so Dolph rides off into the sunset he rides away from town so he's obviously heading towards um he's heading towards the sister's house whatever her name is Lauren uh that's her name now heading back to her house and all of a sudden a big gang of motorcycles show up and everyone's running away like oh no the bad guys are in town it kind of reminds me of of Jurassic World, where like, <laughs> where they're like, all the bad guys are showing up, <laughs> and they release all the dinosaurs, and they're like running through the woods, <laughs> like. Ah! Um, and actually, uh, in case you forgot, Dolph is not going back to the sister's house. He's going to see his friend. Who lives in like a shed? Oh shit! Gives him a that shot. That was so pointless and didn't make any sense at all that I completely forgot about that. So Dolph goes to this like fucking shed in the middle of nowhere, no explanation to, as to why. And he there's like this guy in there who's like really a weird. Cripple. He talks really fast, and he's like, and he, he he's like all hunched over. He's like Igor or something. And then okay, okay, okay. See now gives, we're being problematic. I called him a cripple. You called him Igor. I think we should definitely say disabled person. <laughs> he is disabled physically in some way that he cannot walk straight and needs crutch. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he um, you don't believe in my piece. I, I mean, I thought I wasn't. I wasn't trying to bully him. I was saying that his character seemed to be modeled after Igor. That's all I was trying to say. You're the one that called him a cripple. Hey, I called myself out. <laughs> anyway, he gives Dolph a shotgun, which apparently has such some history. The movie never really explains 
what the history is, but he's like, this is the one they shot you with. Yeah, they never say who they is or, you know, whatever. Um, but then Dolph takes the shotgun and just leaves. Um, and then the guy notices that Dolph left his Bible there, which, you know, very problematic, Dolph. You can't just leave your Bible lying around. And he picks up the Bible and reads the bookmarked verse that ha- that it's open, and it's like, and I shall smite all the enemies in my path or something like that. Um, and then our, the dude just starts crying. <laughs> no, no, no. Very- He's crying while fading into, like... <laughs> Like he he's half there, and then like half faded in is Dolph on his motorcycle riding away into the. Sunset. It's a very powerful scene where there's a man crying while reading a Bible, while Dolph rides his motorcycle at thirty five miles per hour down the highway. That's another thing I noticed about this movie. He is never going fast on that motorcycle. He's going at a very leisurely play- pace. He doesn't have anywhere to be. That's true, and I respect that about him. <laughs> All right, and so, oh gosh, what's the name of our um of our new bad guy, the mobster looking guy? Oh, was it wasn't it like Jeff but weird? I, I don't remember. It was like Jarf, Jarf, Jarf. That Garf. was it. Jarf. Oh, see, I kept wanting to call him Garf. Well, Garfield walks in, and he's just like, <laughs> "I see you had to call me in to do a hit," and like Reno explains everything that's happened. And Garfield's like, that was dumb as fuck what you did. You gotta stop killing people or whatever. And then he's well, he told him he told him he wasn't. You had to start kill, stop killing people. It's like you have to stop killing Mexican drug dealers because you're gonna get yourself in a yeah, lot of trouble. Right. That's what. He- yeah, I have a quote here. Um, what is it? Um, now the Mexicans are gonna want payback, and those Mexicans don't fuck around. Yeah. You took their money, you took their drugs. So you probably you probably killed someone's cousin, I think was another thing he said. Yeah. Seems problematic as well. And then he yeah. says, um, basically I got another problem. I got this tall Swedish guy coming around and shooting people. He drinks tequila and carries around a Bible and um with military training. And the guy's like oh shit and he's like you mean is he a tall guy blonde hair old hog and he's like yeah yeah that's him exactly ah impossible i knew a guy like that once but that guy's dead (laughs) (laughs) oh we we also we never feel figure out how dolphin and garfield are like how they know each other we never really figure out exactly how dolphin and jj were like they knew each other we're assuming military but you know yeah, you you don't really find out anything about this movie. Also, another thing we forgot to mention is that Jarf mentions, or uh, Reno tells Jarf that he has another problem, and it's Billy because Billy was the witness to the to the drug dealers getting murdered. And this guy's like, "Man, you've got a fucking murder witness running around. We've got to kill this guy," and uh, and because that's important for later. Which, like, if you think about it, like if they have this much power. So what are they going to do? There's only one guy that witnessed the murder and it was fucking Billy, the the town cokehead. <laughs> like Yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like who, how is that going to matter in court? I don't feel like it was that important to kill Billy. 
and there was kill bill and, and there was definitely there definitely had to be an easier way to kill billy than to have your his whole fucking gang like his whole fucking motorcycle gang come in to kill him well i think the motorcycle gang is there for Dolph. But, no, but see, he uh, just found out about... He, like, he just told him about Dolph, though. Ow. Yeah, but he... Like, Reno called for reinforcements. Oh, like, I need help. Dolph. That makes so, sense. Yeah. Like, they didn't know that it was Dolph, but they were coming to assist with whatever Reno needed help with, which ended up being Dolph. Um, and then and we then, cut back to the funniest scene. <laughs> no, not funniest. The most out-of-place scene. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so Dolph is in some building. It's their house. I don't think it really explains her house, okay. Um, Polishing his shotgun. And the sister, uh, just the the late, the sister lady, kind of just, she's wearing a white dress, which is the only time she wears like a non, like, um, Native American themed uh, clothes. She shows up in a white dress and she like peeks through the window at oh, no, him. It's a, it's a night and dress. And then walks through the door. Yeah. And then she's all like, oh, I hope my kids are okay. And then he's like, don't worry. They're in good hands. At least a- as if he had to tell her that her own dad was capable of taking care of her children. <laughs> um, and then... <laughs> And then they kind of like have this conversation. He's like, I'm sorry for what I'm about to have to do. And he like gets up to leave. And then she grabs him by the arm and she's like, please don't go. And then he's like, you know, he just kind of lets her pull him. And then the camera just pans over to the pictures of JJ on the, on the mantle. <laughs> JJ's watching. <laughs> JJ's watching them have sex. It's what he would have wanted. <laughs> we don't get to watch them have sex. Thank God. Because I was I was worried that there was going to be Dolph ass in this movie, and there was not. So. You know what? That's one thing that <laughs> Dolph didn't make us. <laughs> he didn't make us see, so it's okay. I mean, Dolph isn't afraid to show it, though. There was a meme going around way back in the day where there's, like, this picture of Dolph, and he's, like, completely naked, except for his hands covering his, um, his, his, uh, his (laughs) ding-dong. It was, like, a modeling picture from back in the 80s or something. Well, it happened in the 80s. He's probably cooked up, too. We'll give him a break. (laughs) You know what? As long as he made money off that, they didn't have OnlyFans back then. Yeah. See, I'm with the times. I know what OnlyFans is. I may be old, but wonder if Dolph has an OnlyFans I now. Hope so, but anyway, so while while Dolph is getting getting his rocks off, getting of the some, lady, like yeah, while while they're the while they're dicking down, fucking not Billy gets killed because Billy is a fucking dumbass and shows up at the bar where the bad biker gang is all coked and up. sits on their motorcycles all coked up and then the the new big bad guy biker dude jarf like walks outside and sees billy on his motorcycle and he's like you must be billy and billy's like yeah i'm billy and then they have kind of like a little tuffle and the guy fucking knocks billy to his 
feet while the entire motorcycle gang and a bunch of girls watch. Like, they all come outside to observe this <laughs> for some reason. Oh, I think we forgot to mention that, too. Every single fight in this movie has an audience of just bystanders just sitting there and watching and commenting on what's going on. Like, no, they don't really comment. They just kind of comment well, after they don't the comment. fact. They'll be like, well, hot yeah. dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, every single fight in this movie is just a bunch of people standing around going, whoa, wow. And, like, the camera will just randomly pan to them at some points to show their shocked faces at what's happening. It's kind of like uh, Dragon Ball Z. I haven't really watched Dragon Ball Z, but I've watched enough Dragon Ball Z to know that that's a thing that happens. (laughs) Um, And then uh, he, he knocks Billy to the ground, and Billy tries to, like, you know, get out of the way. But this dude fucking shoots Billy in the head, who is, I think Billy's the first not bad guy to die in this movie yes accurate besides jay well jj died before the movie started that's true i think he's the i think he might be the first person to die in this movie now that i'm thinking about it i can't think of a bad guy who died before because dolph just beats him up he doesn't kill them that's true he doesn't shoot anybody up until that point yeah no billy's the first person to just straight up die on screen with his brains fucking yeah. blown out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Jarf. I have to think about his name before I say it every time. It's so Just strange. say Garfield. Like Jarf. <laughs> Jarf blows his brains out, puts a big glock to his head, and pulls the trigger. And then uh, the the blonde lady who has been taking care of Dolph this whole time. She witnesses it, and I think they notice that she witnesses it because they break into her hotel and they start like threatening her and stuff, and or they knock her to the ground and uh, you know drag her upstairs to do who knows what to her. The movie never says, but it's implied that it's bad. Um, they imply um, that and they then, rape her and probably kill her, considering. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, the. A, a police officer and a deputy show up and they're like what are you doing and they're like you know try to fucking stop us cops and they brutally murder the cops like in the, one of the stupidest scenes in the movie where the cops fall over dead but two henchmen are still just shooting the wall where the cops used to be <laughs> for no reason <laughs> oh bless um <clears throat> And so, like, throughout most of this movie, Dolph is at the right place at the right time to stop innocent people from being killed. However, in this one part where he's off fucking, three people, no, four people die and get raped. Like, what the fuck, Dolph? See, and, like, I was thinking, (laughs) because he's supposed to be, like, this holy man and stuff, I thought that he was going to end up sacrificing himself at the end, or he was going to end up dying for some reason, because, like, I mean, basically, he sinned. Like, he didn't do what he was supposed to, well, I guess what he thought he was supposed to do and go save those people, which he he was going to go do, and then, but he was too busy having the premarital sex. Maybe it doesn't matter as long as, you know, you're old. I don't know. I don't know how that works in the Bible. But, like, <laughs> like no, like, I don't know. I thought there was going to be some resolution to that, that these people died. Not that I was upset that people died. I was ready. Someone needed to die. I was getting so bored of this movie. <laughs> I was ready. But it was like, I was waiting for there to be some, I was waiting for there to be some reason that the Bible was, 
like such a integral part of this other than for it to give credibility to Dolph every time he meets a new person because he whips out his Bible. Yeah. No, it's really like the Bible really has nothing to do with this movie. I was thinking because we saw this movie together. We were both at Goodwill and we found it. Um, And uh, I thought that with the title Missionary Man and the cover of this movie is literally him with a shotgun in one hand, the Bible in the other. And like the the hole for the A, because it's like the, the font for the A, is like a cross. And I was like, this movie's going to be very, very Christian themed. But no, not really. It's just kind of like your basic a- a- action movie with um, with a Bible in it. For some you know, reason. It, um, I'm trying to remember if this is the movie I'm thinking of. This is a movie, and I haven't seen this movie since it came out, but it seems like a better movie that portrayed this was, um, was it called Ezekiel? Are you talking about Book of Eli? Yeah, no, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, so like Book of Eli, I enjoyed that movie when I first saw it, and I must have been in like eighth grade, because I remember my dad was working out of town, and like we were just watching movies all summer and we watched that and i really liked it but like it seems like that movie does it a lot better in the sense that like there's this whole biblical theme and like stuff like that but like it ties in in a way you know like at the end i won't spoil that movie for everyone that hasn't seen it in the last what how old am i now 22 (laughs) almost 23 i haven't i i have not seen that movie 11 years so i'm glad i I wanted to I wanted to watch it when it came out, but my dad would never let me because it was too violent. It is very violent. It is, from what I remember, and it has been a hot minute, like I said. Let me see what the ratings for that are. So this has a 5.2 out of 10 on um, IMDb. <laughs> Not IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes. Let me see here. Not that that's the best metric for all of these things, but Book of Eli. This is lit- that's literally what I was thinking the whole time when we were watching this. Okay, so yeah, Book of Eli came out in 2010. So if you haven't had a chance to watch it in the next 10 years, I'm giving you a little bit more time before I spoil it for you. <laughs> We're spoiling it in 2030. Oh, well, it looks like Jorge is calling me. Can we take a quick um, a quick break here? Yeah, you can pause. Pause again? Oh, and we're back. Very good. <laughs> All right, I forgot what we were talking about. Book of Eli. Yes, okay. Uh, I think you were talking about that because I don't have much more to say about it. Yeah, I feel like Book this book of Eli basically has the same premise. And of course, this did come out 10 years ago. So you're going off my 10-year-old memory. So I was 12 when this came out. But like, it really does all this better. Like, it, like it's... Um, it, the main character is like a vigilante that's like angry and he just comes in and everybody's like you aren't all you appear to be, are you? And he stops all the bad guys. But there ends up being a reason that the Bible ties in at the end. Like, mm-hmm. it makes sense. This just doesn't make sense. The Bible never ties back into everything that happens other than, I guess he kind of, he uses it, uh, it's used as a plot device to like, or I don't know if it would be a plot device. It's been a hot minute since. It's like a character English. trait more than it is like a plot device. Well, it's yeah, well, part of his character. It's used in the plot, it seems, to endear him to others because there's so there's nothing else about his personality other than he was friends with their uncle. He drinks tequila. Yeah. And he obviously fights bad guys. 
so this is he's such a one-dimensional character i mean there is the one scene where he's like having ptsd flashbacks that doesn't really add any depth to his character though like it doesn't affect anything that like he does in a really like direct way that we can tie from it and that doesn't really yeah. have any and they don't tie it back to the bible thing like if there was some way that they explain that like oh he reads the bible because something happened in the war that like blah 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 that would make sense but you know it doesn't. And that's my rant. This has been my TED Talk. Good rant. Okay. Uh, also, you would think with the name Missionary Man, he'd be doing a little bit more preaching, but he really doesn't at all, well, except mean, for those kids. He reads a, he reads the Bible to the kids. He reads that verse. At the funeral. At the funeral, and then he leaves that one Bible verse. I think it was the only three times, really. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so we get into the final, the final battle, right? So Dolph wakes up, or Dolph gets out the next morning, and his his lover looks out at him longingly from the window, only covered by a sheet. <laughs> um, <laughs> As you are ought to do. Yeah, and he kind of just slowly rides his bike over to the town. You know, and he, he rolls up and the, the rival biker gang is waiting for him in the street, like just sitting in the street waiting for him when he gets there. And they're kind of like looking around for him. And then someone goes, look, there he is. And he's just kind of appeared in the street, which is I also forgot. That's something he kind of does. He just disappears and reappears throughout the entire movie. Kind I'm telling you, man, he's a ghost. Garfield was like, I thought he was dead. I just a motherfucking ghost. Motherfucking ghost with motherfucking ghost semen. Mm, maybe he's Ghost Rider. I wonder if he's supposed to be like a, an angel. Like a troubled angel. That makes a lot of fucking sense, actually. A, a fallen angel sort of thing, but he, he's like a fallen angel, but he still wants to do good even though he's like broken. Yeah, and he, he fucks ladies. <laughs> Yeah, that does kind of put a, um, a wrench into things. Well, I'm th- trying to think of like things from the Bible. So like there are the fallen angels and like they come down and they end up making the giants with the human women and stuff, but they were bad. So I don't know if he- maybe he's supposed to be like JJ's guardian angel that fucked up. Maybe he's supposed to be like he's the guardian angel of that family and he's here to save the town, which he could have hurried well- his ass up. <laughs> I mean, you heard you, there was earlier in the movie. They were like, "So you just go town to town saving people?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." You no, know, I mean that makes sense. Like that's and, his thing. Oh, you know, and at the beginning where they're like, "You're not in any of the photos," and there's just a picture of there's a picture of three guys. Remember, oh, I pointed it out to you. There's a picture fuck. of three guys, and there's a picture of a of just JJ, but he's not centered in the picture. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What if he is like some sort of angel or something? God damn it. <laughs> maybe it's hey, maybe this this movie's deeper than we could have ever thought. <laughs> wow. My mind has been blown. This is my fan theory. Anyway, we got to finish this I, it, story. It, it, it makes fucking sense. Yeah, we're almost an hour and 30 minutes in. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm gonna let you do this last scene because I feel like you'll describe it the best. These okay, scenes. so he he beats up all the bad guys in various ways. Um, I think my favorite was the guy who just kind of walks into a closet and gets a nail in the eye. 
<laughs> and then just falls over dead. Well, slow, very slowly falls over dead. Um, and then there's various other ways that he kills bad guys. Um, and then we get to the scene because the hit, the main, the, the our boy Jarf is kind of just sitting in the street and sending his dudes one by one to go and fight him fight Dolph. I guess the Dolph figured out while he was directing this movie that he couldn't fight a whole biker gang by himself. He thought that might be a little ridiculous, so his his plan was just to have the biker dude send one of his henchmen one at a time to go get killed. Um, <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> and so basically it gets to a point where there's only three of them left, and they're still just sitting in the street, and fucking Dolph just rides past them at five miles per hour just cruises on by like right in front of them and they just stare at him as he rides by it's the funniest scene i've ever seen and i i want to like like i wish there was a way that we could let the people who are watching this see it because it's something you have to see to appreciate just how stupid it looks because he just rides slowly past these guys and they just watch him and then he goes Get him! And then the two last guys go after him, and they get killed. And then, uh, oh no, 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 no! He comes from around. He comes back around. Comes out from behind a van. They all have like submachine guns and shit, and they unload at him, but somehow miss every single shot. <laughs> Like, he just stands there while a hail of bullets just rains around him and then just takes them out with three blasts from his shotgun. Like, one, two, three, they're down. And then... <laughs> and oh, that's then so good. The, um, and, oh, and while this is happening, the sheriff is confronting Reno. He, like, kills two of Reno's henchmen and then, like, Reno's in the bar and Reno's like, you know, oh, fuck. And then the guy's like, you're going down, Reno. And then he like bunts him in the head with his rifle um and then uh Dolph shoots the our boy Jarf in the legs with a shotgun and he falls on the ground and Dolph gets down on his on his knees and puts his so shotgun up to the guy's head and the guy's like it can't be you and what does Dolph say well I can't oh wait I gotta pull it let me <laughs> I close the computer this <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's like it can't be you and Dolph is like it is and then no just, no he shoots <laughs> him in the head and then says it is <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> yeah he fucking blows his head off with a shotgun it is or something like that um, oh my goodness yeah Amazing. And then and then that's basically the end of the movie. You know, everyone gets rounded up. The police manage to find all the drugs and all the money. Um conveniently placed all in one place cuz criminals are known for hiding all their drugs and all their money in one spot. Not <laughs> and in their own home. <laughs> yeah. And um uh they load Reno up. He's the only bad guy who doesn't get killed. <laughs> and he gets hauled off to jail and our boy Dolph rides off into the sunset while the uh, the girl Belinda th the daughter of the mother who, who, who Dolph was fucking the night before goes no don't leave and starts crying and then the movie's over <laughs> this is true <laughs>
Okay, so I know we're almost at an hour and a half, but I'm kind of caught up now on like this idea that he's like some sort of like mysterious fallen angel or something. Like I I I don't know if there's a if there's enough people who have seen this movie to like to get some fan um opinions about this. Let's see. Missionary man true meaning <laughs> oh that's a song <laughs> movie <laughs> man if that's actually what it's supposed to be oh deleted scenes oh, okay we gotta okay we gotta read the wikipedia we gotta wik- read the wikipedia this is all i care about um okay a lone stranger named Ryder, which they never say his name. (laughs) You can only learn this by being a true fan. Comes to a small Texas town, so you're right, it is in Texas, on his Harley-Davidson motorcycle. Um, Wow, there's a lot of this that we don't know. Okay. Um, On his Harley-Davidson motorcycle for the funeral of his good friend JJ, a local Native American carpenter. (laughs) At what point was it mentioned that he was a carpenter? Uh, It was, um... It actually is mentioned that he's a carpenter from the hotel lady because she's like, remember? He's, oh, yes, that he, he goes, built stuff for her. Yeah. Okay, the DVD features an alternate opening. Another deleted scene features writers, Indian friends. This is problematic. Everyone's got to stop saying Indian. Anyway. Native American friends laughing at the thugs Ryder has defeated and humiliated by making them put their tri- pull their trousers down and walk away. An unusually happy Ryder enthusiastically shouts, let's throw their guns into the river. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm looking at the imdb page of this right now mm-hmm. um here's a trivia it's a remake of a clint eastwood movie apparently called pale oh. rider okay because you know um, i mean it it does fit with the idea that like like you said it's a cowboy movie or it's supposed mm-hmm. to be like a modern cowboy movie and it's just as racist I, in my... No, I don't want to say just as racist. Okay, cut that out. It is... It makes sense if he's coming in just as a cowboy. I think the problem is is how he's supposed to be one of JJ's friends. But maybe he's not. Maybe he's not one of JJ's friends. Maybe he just says that because he's here to help. Yeah, I don't know. But at the beginning, uh, this, he's also like, this... where's the cemetery? So, like, he came there for the funeral. Yeah. Uh... Here's the quotes part from the IMDb page. Like what what the people <laughs> from IMDb thought was important. Jarf, that's impossible. It can't be you. It's me. Um Oh shit, we forgot about this part. Hmm. Um Jarf, you red-skinned fucks don't get it. This is a white man's world. Oh, we forgot about that. Yeah, we forgot about that part. One. That uh that all the oh, bad no. guys are white in this movie and <laughs> and kind of racist which i guess is fair you know good for them for getting that part which um, actually so at first when we were first talking about this and like i said this a lot when we first started watching the movie was this idea of like infantilizing like native americans and not being able to stand up for themselves or these things but like as the movie progressed I won't say that the movie kind of like doesn't do that because I feel like that's something our culture does where it's like Native Americans 
Like they need a white man to step in and kill the bad white guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like that is an actual problem where white people and uh, generally it's like white or Latino or black men come in and they like they rape these girls or they kill them or they commit all these crimes. Like I was reading about it in these few articles I was able to read. And it's like a serious problem. And kind of like I was talking about before, Indian on Indian. Oh, God. Indian on Indian. You can tell I've been reading too much of this bullshit. Um, (laughs) Native American on Native American crime, they can deal with, but they can't deal with um, when someone else comes in. So I kind of appreciated that. And also by the end, there was the Native Americans were more empowered. Like the sheriff does kill some people and like, you know, they are taking back their town in a way. Yeah. Which I appreciate. I don't know. I have really complicated feelings about it. We're gonna have to come back for episode two of the Missionary Man for me to truly here's, get all my feelings out. <laughs> here's another quote, Murphy. Since when did we become child molesters? I love that quote just out of context. <laughs> here's another. I mean, one. for real though. <laughs> Biker number ten. They're all dead. Jarf. All of them. Biker number ten. Dead or really fucked up. Also, her name is Kiowa. Kiowa. Who? Um, Oh, wait. No, Nancy is... Wait. White... Okay, Billy is the drug user. White Deer is the father. Nancy is the um, mother. And Kiowa. Kiowa is the daughter. And Junior is the boy. And JJ was part of the council. That's why they killed him. I didn't realize mm. that because I'm stupid. They didn't really, you know, let everyone know either. So it even says mm. in the Wikipedia article um, that proposal would bring many new jobs and much revenue for the tribe's people, but the council is concerned with the many negative aspects. And then they don't list the negative aspects because they're. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a problem with there being negative aspects. I just wish they would list some. Yeah, it seems kind of a contrived plot point. Although, Um. honestly, well, they all know that that is what um, Reno wants. And so if Reno gets that, it's not going to go. It's going to go to his people. That's probably what it is. Like, it's it's not going to go to the people within the town because it's so um, what's the word? Well, um, yeah, well, then they should have said that instead of not saying it. No, listen, this is why it's bad is because Reno wants it because he also writer, our boy Dalton, he's an angel. This is my new fan liked, theory. I think Kat really liked this movie. I didn't. Here. This is why I hate watching movies. Kayla, I've told you this before. I hate watching movies because I overanalyze them and... Yeah, <laughs> that's all I've got. Overanalyzing See, and it stresses me out. I'm gonna be thinking about this for days. <laughs> I'm, I'm the exact opposite. I watch a movie and it goes into my brain and then out, and I do not think about it at all. It's pretty impressive, honestly. I can watch a movie and not understand any of the plot points at all, and just keep going like, uh huh. I don't know what it, why I do that. It's pretty impressive. And like all I do, I don't really watch movies anymore. I just listen to reviews of movies and almost always i will watch a review for a movie 
before I watch the movie and then after the movie I will watch more reviews so I can solidify my thoughts on it so the next time it comes up in conversation I have deep and thoughtful conversation to make <laughs> and so I apologize for how not deep and thoughtful my <laughs> my contributions have been if you'd given me like one more day <laughs> I could have been much more thoughtful on this this movie does not deserve that kind of analysis it's what I deserve because otherwise I'll be anxious about it. <laughs> you can text me all your missionary man thoughts. <laughs> I will be. I'll be ex- once this comes out, which it won't be for like what two more weeks before this comes out. Yeah, I'll start posting them. Um, I'm gonna create a fan theory um, Discord. What are they called? <laughs> Not Discord pages. I can't remember words today. <laughs> I will say this episode was a lot more fun to record than the last one. <laughs> That's true. I did call that man a cripple, though, and I did like don't accidentally worry, say Indian several times. So I'll beep it out so it sounds like you said something worse. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> I just want to be not problematic. Don't cancel me. <laughs> Ninety-three minutes. Yeah, you weren't kidding. Hour and a half. All right. Do well, you have- I mean, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to edit out like 20 minutes of you like on the phone with Jorge. So <laughs> that was literally a minute and a half. At me. <laughs> well, you on the phone, and then you and recording then the confused. entire conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What time is yours at? Um, I'm at uh one an hour 37. See, I'm only at a, an hour 38 and a half, so. All right, well, we, better, we better wrap this up. All right, yeah. Okay. All right, so thank you for listening to Not Your Grandma's Attic. Uh, my name is Caleb, and you can follow me on Twitter at Spiffer with four Fs, and you can follow the podcast account at not underscore uh, attic pod. And you can follow me, your favorite co-host, Kat, at at um not underscore problematic just kidding that's not my twitter handle what is my twitter handle i'm tofu waifu 96 what is my twitter handle also i'm gonna call you out last episode that i recorded i think it was episode or that i edited which i think was episode four you asked me if i had numbers in my twitter handle even though i've said it like five (laughs) other times (laughs) And you never questioned it before, but then episode four, you're like, wait, don't you have numbers in your Twitter handle? (laughs) Sorry, I just now thought about that. When I, when I imagine your Twitter, I just imagine it as being like SP, I, and then like numbers, like either four sevens or four fours. That's what I see in my mind when I imagine your Twitter. (laughs) Well, okay. I'm going to stop recording now. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye.